Louise It to Beaver. Starring Louise Gasman and John Richardson as the co-host. Well, hello, boys and girls, and everything in between. I'm Louise, and you're listening to Louise It to Beaver. <laughs> also starring my co-host. Hey, I'm John. Hey. But people call me the co-host. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, hey Louise, and hey everybody listening, thanks for tuning in again, and subscribing, and checking out louisetobeaver.com, and yeah, this is so cool, I love doing this show, it's so much fun. It is really fun. For those tuning in for the first time, this is the television recap show that we do about a show that's been around for 60 years. 50 years. 60 years. 60. Yeah. I can't do math. 57. Um, 60 years. Yeah, the episode that we're going to talk about actually uh, aired on October 11th, 1957. Um, The last one was October 4th, 1957. So yeah, we are right at that 60-year mark. Wow. Crazy. Um, That is crazy. Yeah, so on this podcast, we... So Louise and I have never really watched Leave it to Beaver before. And not even never really, but like legit. Yeah. So I, there are things that I'm seeing in all three episodes that I've watched so far that I am seeing for the first time. (laughs) Including (laughs) the beaver, Jerry Mathers. Um, Uh. So, uh, yeah, so this episode is called Captain Jack. It was the second episode to air, but was intended to be the first episode we will talk about that in a little bit um louise shall we do a little synopsis action let's do this let's tune in for tv guide versus john and louise uh the part of the show where we try to do the synopsis better than the people that did it that got paid to do it (laughs) uh this episode titled captain jack I'm I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. Some pirate puns happen. The kids get a mail order alligator. They consult Captain Jack about raising an alligator. They name their alligator Captain Jack. They do living room impressions of Captain Jack for neighborhood kids for money. <laughs> the rents find out about the gator. They put on their Sunday best and give Captain Jack to Captain Jack. There are so many things that you just mentioned that I am so excited to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I still have been, I need to find just like, I need to see to buy TV guides from the late fifties and early sixties and find out what they really said because I can't find them anywhere. Um, The synopsis on Wikipedia is as follows. Wally and Beaver order a baby alligator through the mail and hide him in their toilet tank. They treat friends to viewings in their bedroom. When the alligator grows too large for the toilet tank, they move him to the laundry tub in the basement. Minerva, the housekeeper, finds the reptile. Ward congratulates the boys for taking good care of the alligator, but decides he must be sent to a local alligator park. Ward surprises the boys with a terrier. Gives away everything. Gives away um, the bathroom. Let me find just quickly the IMDb. The kitchen sink. Um, yeah, so IMDb, it's all uh, wait, user wait, wait. submitted I, to. 
I can't just gloss over in my head. I was like, it gives away the bathroom because I heard you say bathroom. Oh. But what I meant was the kitchen sink, which isn't that like everything. Isn't there an ice cream called everything but the kitchen sink? Right. Uh, okay. Um, so go on. The ones that are on IMDb are also user submitted, but this one uh, it says Wally and Beaver secretly order a Florida alligator from a comic book ad, planning to keep the creature in their bathtub. But when a tiny baby alligator shows up in a shoebox instead of a full-grown eight-footer shown in the ad, the boys enlist the help of crusty alligator expert Captain Jack to raise their new pet. I think that that is a better synopsis, uh, though not completely accurate i guess kind of it's only a a little piece of the pie right so i also love how of course there's an alligator expert in the town that they live okay Let, let's go beat by beat because there's so much to 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 talk about here um yes and my very first note is actually about june's first look Whoa! It says, June's shirt is dynamite. Get it, girl. Do you want to jump into June's first look? I do. She has, again, groovy before groovy was groovy, a patterned button-up blouse Mm -hmm. with a wool skirt. And instead of a belt, there are two giant front buttons that Mm. cinch the waistband if you pull the buttonholes in farther. (laughs) Arm candy, earrings, and a double strand of pearls. Yes. Nice. And when well, I'll pull some screen grabs. Nice. Um, but I don't that was that the was she in the first scene of the show? She's my very first note. Yeah. What was the first scene? Uh, the first scene includes some pirate puns because Ward is pulling stuff out of the cushion of his oh, like newspaper right. reading chair. And she comes in and is like, oh, you're finding some buried treasure? And he's like, there's a lot of loot in this chair. And it's like a nickel and a fuzzy caramel that he offers oh, yeah. to her. Ugh. And she's like, no. And uh, they put it all then in a knee-high stocking. Yeah. Well, that they also find in there. Because she's like, let me go get you a dish for that. Yeah. Or a bag. And he's like, nope, we have we this got sock. It. Yeah, I find the sock. And then he's like, wonder what our you know wonder what the boys are up to or whatever and that's when we really kick into the episode it's interesting that they didn't just launch right into it they had to have that little moment where it's like guys we gotta do this gag yeah (laughs) the fuzzy caramel gag um yeah so the boys are well june needed to wear that groovy patterned blouse and look damn good so the boys dynamite the boys are reading a comic book called robot men from mars and uh, this was at a time when there would be ads on the back of comic books that would where you could buy X-ray specs and all sorts of like mail order stuff. Um, I did a bunch of research, and it, it turns out like the some of the things that you could buy were like insane, like guns and you know, just like oh yeah, well that's the whole plot of the Little Orphan Annie, a Christmas story. He has the decoder right. ring the that he sends in the Cracker Jacks for. And if you get it, you win. The rifle. Uh, oh, no. That's not how the story goes. <laughs> you get the decoder ring and you decode the secret messages, but he wants the rifle right. for his birthday. Yes. The Red Rider BB gun. It's not a rifle. Anyway, right. continue. So, Sorry. But like, time. yeah, you could all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. And like you could legit buy 
alligators, which is what this was talking about. Um, you could buy an alligator, and I found an ad for live baby alligators that was in some like magazine or uh, comic book. Do you want me to read this entire ad because Please. it's very dense? Oh my god! Yeah, it is dense. So this is this is an ad. I. Uh, Live baby alligators, a fascinating pet from Louisiana marshlands. How would you like a real live baby alligator for your very own? A rare for, uh, sorry, uh, a rage for baby alligator pets has swept the country. We have arranged at great expense to supply you with a genuine live baby alligator just hatched in the deep marshlands of the South at an amazingly low price. These, uh, these corking little pets will be shipped to you by mail, carefully packed, safe arrival guaranteed. Think of the fun, the thrills you will have with, the, with one of these baby alligators. Read how fascinating they are. How interesting. Study nature. Uh, uh, study nature. Remember, the alligator comes down to us from prehistoric days, from the age of dinosaurs. Do you want a baby alligator? You bet you do. What boy wouldn't? Baby alligators are fascinating little pets that average about 8 inches long. They require nearly 200 years to attain full growth, growing only a few inches the first few years. They are extremely gentle, friendly little fellows, very pretty, with bright orange stripes circling their green bodies, no expense to keep, and so interesting. And do you know that baby do you know that alligators can be hypnotized? To do this, you lay the alligator on its back, make a perpend- perpendicular I'm sorry, not perpendicular. Lay the alleg. Sorry, the type is very small. You know that alligators. Uh, yeah, lay the alligator on his back, make a peculiar moaning sound, and he will completely be completely hypnotized, remaining motionless in this position for hours, days, or even weeks, not even breathing. Its muscles. Being relaxed, you can raise its feet up, which will drop as if lifeless. You can holler and yell, even shoot off a gun on either side of its head, and it will pay no attention. To revive the alligator, it is not necessarily to touch it, but by imitating the exact sound or call of an alligator, it will immediately show signs of life and quickly turn over. This has been practiced by the Seminole Indians for ages, and you can do it too with a little practice and patience. Alligators can be tamed and trained. In fact, alligators will also really sing and laugh. We're almost done. Alligators require almost no care, cost nothing to feed, cause no trouble, and they will raid your house of flies, insects, etc. They take to the water quite naturally and eat small minnows, frogs, lizards, etc. They grow three to four inches in a year. An alligator four feet long is approximately 10 to 12 years old. Send your order now. There's no time to lose. Shipments made by parcel post direct from one of the largest alligator farms in the South. Live delivery guaranteed. Do you know how much they each cost? A dollar fifty. Whoa! Weren't they two dollars? They were two fifty. The- yeah. Oh, oh, that's something that we forgot. So, um, when Ward is like, "What are the kids up to?" She's like, "I don't know. I think they're gonna send. They're sending away for something." I. Uh, because the beaver asked me for like a three cent stamp, an envelope, and I don't know. A pair of scissors. A pair of scissors, right. So, yeah. So the kids 
are reading this comic book, Robot Men from Mars, and really want to get a pet alligator. So, yeah, they're going for it. And to hearken back to the teaser, Mm -hmm. the tee-up of this episode, uh, if it's in print, it has to be true. That's right. Um, I'll just read that again, uh, because we did that in the last episode, but it's at the beginning of each episode in the first season, there's a little soliloquy to kind of tee it up. So this one is, Children and adults look through different eyes. When you're young, a policeman stands 10 feet tall. And if you see it in print, it's supposed to be true. And the first time you fall in love, it's not always with a girl. And that's one story tonight on Leave it to Beaver. So, uh, and that's our story tonight on Leave it to Beaver. I'm sorry, my handwriting is atrocious. So, um, so Beaver asks Wally, uh... It, uh, or Wally asks Beaver... Oh, no, no, no. Wally says, like, but I doubt that they're actually going to send a real alligator. And then Beaver goes, but Wally, they wouldn't let them print it in Robot Men from Mars if it wasn't the truth. And Wally's just like, yeah, good point. Good point. Um, oh, yeah. And then in the uh, <laughs> in the little soliloquy thing, th- what you see when they say... Um, if you see it in print, it's supposed to be true. They're at a hot dog place that boasts for 25 cents a yard-long hot dog. And they are handed <laughs> just like this puny little stupid hot dog. And they're so disappointed. So I was kind of hoping that this episode would be about them like trying to buy a yard-long hot dog. But I was not That's disappointed when, I, when it was about the alligator. Um, also, in the little tee-up... The Beeves I'm in love face yeah. is like a cartoon. It's like an anime, no colors in his eyes, really super wide, twinkly, cheesy grin, big cheeked, yeah. lovey dovey. He's a cute kid. He's so yeah. adorable, that Beeve. Um, I know that I've just been like saying so much stuff. But I've been excited to talk about this one. Can I tell you some something really interesting about the comic? Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I promise I will like let you get a word in on this episode. <laughs> no, I'm I'm loving this. Uh, okay, so the comic that they're reading, Robot Men from Mars, that's not really a comic. That's a made up thing. But th- the actual inside of the comic book is a real comic book. And that comic is Adventure Comics number 240 featuring Superboy. And it's called The Super Teacher from Krypton. And I want you to guess how much this would go for on eBay right now. Give me a a range. This comic book would go for, and I'm speaking from the experience of never having purchased an actual comic book, Mm in a comic book store or know how much that costs in terms of being in bags and not touched and stuff. $50 to $150. Okay. $5 to $120. So not bad, but you can definitely get it for a lot less than $120. Um, And the ad on the back of this particular comic was not for baby alligators, but it was for 
the Schwinn Jaguar Mark II bicycle, which which bears a very striking resemblance, if it's not the actual real thing, to the bicycle in the pilot episode. Nice. I got a little nerdy on this one. No, I like it. (laughs) The Mark Twain Jaguar. No, Mark, it's not Mark Twain. (laughs) Schwinn Jaguar Mark II. Oh. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Well, and this is why it's so hard to sometimes like have an argument with me. I never remember it right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, the, the kids decide that they're sending away for this alligator. Ward comes in and they're like, hey, dad, can we have a pet? And he's like, no, you're not responsible enough. You never do. Th- I have to tell you to do your chores. Yeah. Your mother has to tell you to take a bath or Oh, Whatever. Something. Yeah. And so he's like, when you can show us that you're responsible, responsible enough to take care of a pet, you can have a pet. And when you can take care of yourself, when you can take care of yourselves. Right. It's very similar to the responsibility of having a bike in the pilot episode that they're not allowed to have where he's like, well, how am I supposed to know if I'm responsible to take care of a bike if I don't have a bike? Anyway. Right. Um, same type of thing here. So we're we're ignoring the fact that they may have a fish and a turtle that we talked about in the last episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um and then But maybe the dad doesn't know about those either. Yeah, right. They just have a room full of like exotic pets. I'm sure it smells great. <laughs> That's why they have to take so many baths. It's not them that are dirty, it's their pets are all over hiding smell. in pillowcases. Uh so yeah, so Ward tells them that they can't have a pet, and then Beaver very slyly asks, do you know anything about alligators? Oh, yeah, and Ward is like, uh, here's all these facts about alligators. Yeah, Ward knows a few things about alligators. Um, he he says, you know, they're, they can be found in like places like Florida. Um, they're amphibious, carnivorous. They're carnivorous. He says they... Um, they can die in captivity, and it's like, oh, that's dark. I'm so glad that you said that, too, because the way that he says that line is, oh, yeah, and they can die in captivity. Close the yeah, door. And they can and die like, in captivity. And then the beeve says to Wally, like, what are we going to do? But not about it dying in captivity, about something else. <laughs> Oh my god, I love these kids. They're hilarious. Um so yeah, they Cuz at this point they already have it. Do they already have it at this point? Yeah, they go to the post office oh, and pick it up. They've already got it. I'm sorry. I totally skipped so much. I just condensed a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Right. So they they send away for it. They go to the post office. Beaver gets the slip. Uh, or no, he gets them. They get. He brings in the mail. He gets the slip for the um, to pick up the package. He goes there and they hand him like a like a shoebox size box, and he's like expecting a huge, big ass alligator. And he's like, maybe this is just the food. And then Wally's like, but there's holes in the box, and he's like, maybe it's live food. So, um, but he's like, nope, yeah. this is it. They open it up, and there is. What I thought was just a fake alligator 
because it was not moving or anything. Or it like had like an arm on a spring or something. Yeah. It like tried to move. Wait, we got to go back oh, for one second. And I don't know how we skipped it, but June's second <gasps> look oh. is my favorite look that she's had on the show so far. She has a dress with a wide white collar mm-hmm. that's the widest it's ever been. It goes from about the side of her cheek to about her bicep. That's how <laughs> wide the collar is mm-hmm. on this top. Then it has matching cuffs on the sleeves as the collar and an apron, earrings, arm candy, and the double strand of pearls. Love it. They're in the kitchen when this is happening. Of course. And it's like something like those kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, they get the alligator and then you're going to have to help me out here. They take it home. I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They take it home. They uh, they think like it's it's what how do we get it to eat? It won't eat. So then they're like, we need to ask dad about it. Oh, and that's when he says all that stuff. And then they're just like, we got to figure out what to do. So then they go to their local alligator farm, which every town has, obviously, which is led by Captain Jack, who's giving this whole spiel about, you know, keeping certain alligators separate and noticing. He's like, and notice how some of them don't have limbs because they're carnivorous and other alligators will eat them off. And, um... Oh, okay. There is a line in this. I was like, what does this note mean? There's a line that Captain Jack says to the crowd of people that are listening to his spiel. Mm -hmm. And he says, like, you think that these alligators will bite off your arm like Like a uh, a shark would do. But they won't do that. And then there's like a a look between the Beave and Wally that's like, okay. And then he says, the sawing motion of his powerful jaw. Like he'll saw off your limbs. Um, And it made me think, have you ever seen the Jim Henson frog prints? I think so. With Robin. Robin is like the smaller, weirder, shyer Kermit. Right. And there's a thing and somebody, the curse that's on them is they can't speak properly. Mm. And so they keep saying like, bake the hall in the candle of her brain. Bake the hall in the candle of her brain. And it's break the ball in the handle of her cane. But when Captain Jack, when I was watching the episode, said the sawing motion of his powerful jaw. (laughs) Like my brain immediately tried to scramble letters and make it like a riddle. Oh, weird. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a definitely very poetic line. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, so Captain Jack does his whole big spiel and um like then he he like goes off and like sits down and looks like the most exasperated person alive. Which you probably <laughs> would be if you ran an alligator farm. He said there were like fifteen hundred alligators there. And not only does he have to care for them and make sure that they're all not like biting each other's limbs off. And just a quick side note, if they are biting each other's limbs off, is he like going to intervene? Some people at the dog park can't even pull their dogs off other dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Just got to let it happen, I guess. Um, Yeah. Oh, I was doing some more reading about people keeping alligators as pets, which 
in some places it's legal. Like it's super weird, but it's like legal. But there's, uh, I, I believe that they have alligators have surpassed pit bulls as the chosen pets for drug dealers. Wow. Yeah. So like certain, you know, drug dealers will get busted and then they'll find like their stash of like weed being guarded by an alligator. So how do they get it? I have no idea. With like a fishing line? Yeah, right. They just like fish for it, <laughs> cast and reel it in. Um, and you know what else is? Oh, go oh ahead. no, that was pretty much all I was gonna say. Uh, one other thing is like the this one article just mentioned how like this one guy um was he got his gator right when Tupac died as kind of like his. I don't know, in homage to Tupac or something. I don't know. People are crazy. People people are honoring themselves and other people in interesting ways. Yes. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? I jumped the gun. You jumped the gun? That was it. Oh, that was it. Yeah, because after they, they chat with him mm-hmm. and say, like, what are we supposed to do? Right. He basically says you have to force feed it with an eyedropper, yeah. milk, raw egg, raw egg, and if he doesn't like that, booze. Yeah, give him some brandy. And when he's telling them to use the eyedropper and shove it down the throat of the alligator, he says the word gizzard, mm. and it's the first time in this episode that I noticed the laugh track. Oh, Okay. I'm sure it has happened before that in the episode, but that was the first time. And I was like, whoa, has there been a laugh track the entire time? Right. It feels so natural. Uh, so I should also point out that Captain Jack is played by Edgar Buchanan, who might be more familiar to some people as uh, Uncle Joe Carson in the Hooterville trilogy of shows, Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres, and Petticoat Junction. So... Um, I can sing the whole Green Acres theme song, but I don't remember his character. He's he's there. I guess, you know, he's a common thread with all three of those shows. Um, so, yeah, so then he's telling them uh, how to take care of the gator, and he's like, you got a name for it? And Beaver's, uh, Wally's like, no, and then Beaver's like, yeah, we do. It's Captain Jack. Uh, that's right. Um, oh, I do have a note here that Beaver is standing super close to Captain Jack. So I guess that, um, I don't remember that specifically, but I guess, uh, when he kind of sidles up next to him, it's like, okay. Too close. Well, let's think about it this way. When you go to an an alligator farm and the guy who's running the place, who's just kind of like a grizzled old man goes and plops down in like the hot summer sun or the hot October sun. I don't know. Um, You're probably not going to get like standing so close to him that like you're touching, you know, stand a couple feet away, have a normal person conversation, but they're all just like squished in there together. I also think though, they're really comfortable maybe being in places with weird people because they are friends with Gus and Fats. That's true. Um, I also find it kind of uh, disconcerting that 
Captain Jack isn't discouraging them at all from keeping this alligator. Yeah. It's like, you're an adult. You're supposed to be a better influence. Oh, yeah. And when he's given them the pep talk about how to take care of them, he's like, I'm less worried about the alligator being able to survive. And I'm more worried about or I'm more depending on you guys to take care of. Them. Yeah. Hmm. And also, we've missed a June look. <gasps> and I can't remember the scene that happens, but I know that the next moments that happens is a different look. So interesting. The, the look that we missed was number three. She's wearing a, a short sleeved button up collared dress with vertical ruffles on it. They're in the kitchen. And I think this is the introductory scene of Minerva. Oh, I think a scene that we've missed is that somebody comes in and Ward is in the kitchen having breakfast mm-hmm. and June is in this getup, which is uh, also I think this is the next scene, though. Really? I think because the next scene is when Okay, we didn't miss it then. Maybe not. OK, cool. OK, so the next scene to my recollection, is when it's June and Ward, and June is like, huh, it's the strangest thing. I can't... She's counting the eggs in the egg carton. Right? Yeah. So she's counting the eggs, and she's like... Yeah, it is this scene. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hmm. And Ward's like, what's going on? She's like, I could have sworn there were 12 eggs in here, and now there's 10. Uh... Some like there's some raw eggs. They keep on saying raw eggs. They never just say eggs, and it's like I yeah. know you mean it's a raw egg. I don't think there's like ten servings of scrambled eggs. eggs in here. <laughs> yeah, I also think it's weird. Like I go through multiple cartons of eggs. Like I guess I just really love eggs, but how I don't know how in a house of four people you would just eat like one egg (laughs) even if you're gonna have breakfast and they all get one egg that's four eggs yeah so unless they're just for baking i don't know i don't know so yeah she is perplexed by the two missing raw eggs and he's like you know i noticed that some of my uh brandy from like last christmas is missing and it's like what you're how do you know the level of brandy that you have from a bottle that you have from like forever ago. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm also missing some of my beauty oh, cream. My face cream. Beauty, or, yeah. beauty cream. Yeah. Beauty cream. Yeah. And they're just like, well, beauty cream, raw eggs and brandy couldn't be anything that the kids would be interested in. <laughs> and I think that that's when. No, Minerva didn't. Did she does she come in at this point? She's the housekeeper. Yeah, I think she does. Because June just sort of nonchalantly is like, oh, I asked Minerva to come in three times yeah. a week. So today is that day and he's like, on a Saturday. Yeah, and he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was sort of like So what was June's look in this one? She was wearing a short sleeve button up collared dress with vertical ruffles. And right. the kitchen apron, earrings, uh, arm candy, double strands, pearls. <laughs> I love when you say arm candy. She okay because at the I think on the pilot episode I was like 
two bracelets on one hand, one bracelet on the other hand. And then in a, in a next look, she had like one bracelet on one hand, one watch and one bracelet on that hand. And I was like, this is just too much. I just want to now, I almost want to be like all the jewelry. Oh, I think I also pointed out her wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Also, if I've never not said it, I, I've yet to see her without the wedding ring. Good. Consistency. Good. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, but never mind. Yeah, so... Different episode, a consistency thing, but never mind. Okay, so then we go to Beaver and Wally's room, and Beaver's, like, holding an egg, and they're doing the eyedropper with the, like, brand... Oh, yeah, they're... He's like, what's brandy made of? And Wally's like, grapes, and people stomp on him. And Beaver like ta- with their feet, yeah, with France their feet in France. And Beaver like takes a whiff, and he's like, "Yeah, no kidding." <laughs> like, well, also, isn't grapes that you stomp on with your feet wine? It is. Is that also brandy? I've never, I've never looked into how to make brandy. I mean, brandy is a kind of wine, technically. It is. I, I mean, it's I not. I guess in my head, I thought it was like a liqueur. I think it's like more I think it's like, more like a cousin of wine. Oh, okay. We're gonna get some comments on this one. I can feel yeah, it on LouisaTobeaver.com. Um, Man. So yeah, they're giving him. They're giving Captain Jack the like dropper with the milk and brandy and um, rubbing the like lotion on the beauty beauty cream. Oh yes, though he doesn't crack. So he doesn't crack. Um, and then, uh, and then the beaver's like, when are we going to feed him the egg? And he's like, I don't know, beef later. And so beef puts it back in his pocket. Yeah. I was like, really? He puts the egg in his pocket. That's not a safe spot. Not at all. But like <laughs> the fact that we've never heard anything about like beaver, why do you have raw runny egg all over the inside of your pants? Like, I guess it worked out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Minerva's the one doing the laundry and June doesn't even know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So then we go back to. No. No. Isn't this the the instrumental montage? The montage? They Okay. To my knowledge, they say like, oh, we got to go do this thing. Let's put Captain oh, Jack back in right. his tank. Yeah, so they put him like on this they have him on like this little board and they go and they put him in the tank of the toilet which yes. the reason why this was not the first episode was because this was being run by the censors because a toilet had never been shown on television before. And they were like deliberating on this for a while and then they ultimately decided that you could show the toilet tank but not the rest of the toilet and i want to say that this was also the first time that they showed the inside of a bathroom or the well this was the first time that they filmed the inside of a bathroom you see the inside of a bathroom in the other episode because of the bath um but yeah this is the first time that you see a toilet on television Crazy. History. Yeah, then we then I think we go back to There's like an instrumental montage where they play like some like, you know, cheesy mm-hmm. uh cleaver esque 
music and they go between scenes where Ward picks up his bottle of brandy right. and measures with oh, his finger. Yeah, and right. then it like flashes back to June uh, for look number four where she's wearing a short sleeve checked button up dress, kitchen apron, arm candy, earring and pearls. Uh, where she's counting, she's counting the eggs, eggs again and then scratching her chin <laughs> or something. And then it goes to um, Wally and the Beave laying out the alligator on a ruler right. and measuring him with a pencil and then like, you know, being excited. And then it goes to like, um, I think like one other thing. Oh. And then back to... Yeah, so then... And then we go to the beaver giving like verbatim the Captain Jack speech to a bunch of kids in the room. And then as the kids leave, they each pay a dime. Yeah. Um, and Wally's like, all right, well, next time I get to do the speech or whatever it is. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we go downstairs and we have um, June and Ward and... Minerva walks in. Oh no, June and Ward are like, what the hell is going on? There's, you know, with the the brandy and the eggs, the raw eggs and all this stuff. Yeah. Minerva comes in singing. And and no wait, but first they're like, uh I think it could be our kids. Like, doesn't Ward think like it's the boys? Oh, maybe. And then he kind of convinces June it's the boys. And then Minerva Right. Comes in singing. singing and he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. And he's like, has Minerva always been acting this gay? And yeah. she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, looks at the brandy bottle and he's like, yep. I think she's taking some nips. And then you hear her like scream and she like runs upstairs from like the basement and she's like, there's an alligator in the basement. And it's about five feet long. Yeah, right. And then uh, Ward's like, I think it's time for you to call it a day. I'll walk you to the bus or whatever it is. Throws her purse uh, in front of her, slops her hat on her head. Yeah. Getting her out of there. Also in this scene, June is wearing a very similar outfit, a short-sleeved button-up collared dress with the light kitchen apron, Mm. arm candy, earrings, double strand of pearls, and the uh, collar dress is not checked this time. Do you think that we've repeated any major articles of clothing yet? I don't. Yeah. As I suspected. Okay. I have not been paying as close attention to any of the other characters. <laughs> the Beave could quite possibly have worn the same checked shirt. Just like without a sweater vest right. over it. I just don't. Um, so, yeah. So Minerva's getting canned. And um, he's like showing her the door or whatever. And as like after he leaves... There's a knock on the door, and it's this little girl who's like, are Wally and the beaver home? Which, first of all, I love it when people refer to him as the beaver. Are Wally and the beaver home? And she's like, no, why? And she's like, oh, well, I'm here to see the alligator. And June's like, are you sure you have the right house? And she's like, yep. (laughs) so um yeah yeah that's when june is like wait a second alligator 
Minerva said she saw an alligator. And honestly, yeah. Ward should be like crazy that all this talk of alligators is coming up recently. <laughs> uh, but nobody puts two and two together. But then, uh, no. yeah, June goes and to investigate, to investigate downstairs. Yeah. And then Ward comes home and she's like, um, yeah, there's an alligator downstairs. And then he's like, and he- what? I don't believe it. Yeah. So then he goes down. So he goes down. Yeah, he goes down and like yelps and he's like, it bit me. But it didn't wasn't like a bite. It was more like it sawed at me or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. And then when she tries to check out his finger. He like yips again. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, there's no blood. It's so tiny. And I think he said like, I thought it was a toy. Oh, yeah. So um, after Minerva had said it's almost five feet long. Right. Anyway, so uh, at this point, I think then we're back up to the boys' room and they're just like talking about how they're going to get punished. And um, it, I just wrote down that it's it's really cute how Wally helps Beaver down off the top bunk. Ah, I know they're it's really sweet. So they are sweet. They're really sweet. So um, they're like really worried about what the parents are going to do to them. As we know, Ward is a uh, child beater. Been prone to hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're concerned. And then Ward comes in and he's like, you know what? I'm really proud of you kids. And they're like, uh, say what now? And he's like, well, yep. you know, you took responsibility and you kept this thing alive. And, you know, it thrived and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, great. So we can keep him. And he's like, no. We have to bring him back. If you love something, you have to let it yeah. go. Um, and then the next scene, they're back at Captain Jack's alligator farm. And are you are you going to say what I think you're going to say? I uh, was going to say they are dressed in their Sunday best. I tried to find why exactly they would be wearing such like dynamite clothing the beaver has a bow tie on he's wearing a suit jacket that's dark and it makes him look like he is a tiny penguin they yeah they are inexplicably dressed up like for june has gloves yeah all that she's holding on to with her handbag i have wool oh a wool sweater Mm -hmm. with a matching pleated skirt silk scarf purse gloves and a hat Pearls not visible, but probably there. <laughs> yeah, they're like dressed to the nines to go to Captain Jack's alligator farm. They get I'm pretty sure Wally's suit jacket or like it's blazer r- is wacky. Uh I wrote down Wally's blazer is fly as hell. Oh we're gonna put so many screen grabs in the um in the description at uh louisitobeaver.com. Um yeah. But yeah, like his suit jacket was like really, really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, why were they dressed that way? And then they get home and it's like, well, kids better go change. And it's like, okay, so they've already done something else. Was there a deleted scene of them at a wedding? Like what was happening? Church? Could have been church. I like watched it a few times to see if there were any indications of like, after church, we're going to go to Captain Jack's alligator farm. Because then I would have been like, But Got then it. you'd have to bring the alligator to church. That's also true. And sit yeah. with it. So 
yeah, Ward tells the kids to go get changed. They go upstairs, and there is a puppy waiting for them. And and for anybody who's ever had a puppy, you're not going to leave a puppy in a bedroom by itself in an open cardboard box that it can jump out of, because it will. Yeah. While you go run an errand. While you go to maybe church and then an alligator farm. How did they... Who put the dog there? How did the dog get there? I don't know. It's crazy. So perplexing. And it was before cell phones. So Minerva couldn't like text the cleavers and be like, the job is done. (laughs) The puppy is in the cardboard box in the bedroom. Minerva out. safe to come home. (laughs) So, um... Yeah. Yes, yeah, so now they have a puppy. Um, will will we ever see this puppy that, again? That, the puppy's name on the side of the cardboard box. Oh, what was it? Captain Jack. Oh, man. Imagine, like, if if that dog, you could, like, communicate with that dog, and that dog's, like, you know, grown, and it's like, so tell me about the origin of my name. And they're just like... Oh, well, we wanted, we got an alligator and we named it Captain Jack based on the guy who told us about alligators. And then we had to give it away. And then you were just there. I'd be like, really? That is like the most depressing way to get a name. You were like third uh, in line for this name. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So in uh, miscellaneous of my notes. Yeah. I have that dog better be in almost every subsequent episode or at least mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it won't be. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that on the next episode. Okay, I was like, the beaver and Wally grow up and we watch it happen on live television and then they live in parallel universes where they do and don't have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so And turtles and fish. Uh so what did the beaver learn in this episode? I guess responsibility for taking care of a pet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what did Louise learn in this episode? Well, I learned in this episode, if you buy an exotic pet, you can always just go surrender it at your local alligator farm. <laughs> Just there's no consequences for doing something and that life will be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll just give it to somebody and it'll be their problem. Um, I learned that when you're a stay at home wife and mother of two boys, you can still have a maid come to your house three times a week. (laughs) And I learned that if you can take care of a a baby alligator, you will be a great dog owner. That's how it goes. Because they require the same amount of energy and attention. Right. (laughs) Uh, I agree what did you learn I I agree with you across the board Um, I also learned that if your parents say that you can't do something you can do it anyway and there are no repercussions you are rewarded (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, you are rewarded yeah and um, I also feel by ward you are rewarded oh ward (laughs) um (laughs) Also, I learned that if you are going to bend the rules and get, you know, something that makes you stand out, find a way to make money off of it, such as bringing in the neighborhood kids and, and telling them about it for a dime. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah. 
I was like, pretty soon that gator's going to pay for itself. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Uh, and enough neighborhood kids come in. They're going to make their money back. So, uh, like I've been doing on the other episodes, uh, and as we mentioned before, there is the little soliloquy to tee up the episode. So, uh, to wet your whistles for our next episode of Louisa to Beaver, uh, this is the uh, little soliloquy from the next episode entitled The Black Eye. Children have a wonderful knack of keeping their world separate from ours. They raise monsters right under our very nose. Unknown to us, they send away for everything from shrunken heads to flying saucers. But occasionally, they become involved with something that's just a little too difficult to hide. And that's our story next week on Louisa to Beaver. Oh, well, it's been really swell chatting with you. It's been swell chatting with you too, Louise. And thank you, everybody, for listening. 